Welcome to Honoring Women of Color in Public Health. I'm your host, Dr. April Moreno. In this podcast, we talk about the public health journey. We speak to inspiring women of color in the field of public health who can provide you with mentoring in a short episode of public health. So join us as we share stories, share our track on how we got started in the field of public health and how you can gain inspiration and career development. We are a part of the Public Health Podcast and Media Network. To learn more about us, visit publichealthpodcasters.com. In today's episode, we're pleased to speak to Christina Charles, who is one of our recent interns at the Public Health Podcast and Media Network. She is an MPH graduate, congrats, and uh, she has been wonderful working with us during her time as a student at SUNY Downstate. She shares her story today about how she got involved into in the field of public health and about her interests and future goals. We hope you enjoy the episode. And before we get started, we do want to invite you to join us at the People's Public Health Conference. It is three days of inspirational, action-based calls to action in community public health. And we invite you to join us. To learn more, visit thepeoplespublichealth.org. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Honoring Women of Color in Public Health. In this episode, we are speaking with Christina Charles. She is an MPH student at SUNY Downstate in New York, and she works with us at the Public Health Podcast Network. So we're just really excited to share more information about Christina so she can you can get to know more about her. So um, welcome, Christina. Hi, um, thanks for having me. Um, they kind of did the basic introduction. My name is Christina. I was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. Um, I currently attend SUNY Downstate Medical Center. This is my last year. Fingers crossed I graduate in May. Um, Miss my MPH, where my concentration is in epidemiology. Um, I was struggling between community health and epidemiology because um, I love both of them so much. But um, social epidemiology is like my dream, taking what I learned from um, the classroom and using it in the community is what I really um, want to do. My interest in um, public health lies within women's health, minority health um, in particular, but I also like um, sexual reproductive health um, and sexual health. So that's what um, my current focus is at right now. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And you also work with us on the podcast. That's what she said. And, yeah. <laughs> and you do some great graphics and images for us uh, with health information. So we're really grateful for that. Um, I try. Us, yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you for the, the work that you're doing. Tell us about, um, I guess, in particular, as we talk about women's health, uh, how did you become particularly interested in the field of women's health? And then also, how did you get started in public health? So my story of um, public health, if, I feel like it's kind of cliche, but um, I was in anatomy class in high school and um, we had no teachers, so they just played Contagion. And I was like, whoa, I love this. Um, but in terms of women's health, it's kind of a personal story, but I love sharing my story. Um, I was diagnosed with HF, hygienitis superlativa couple of years ago, maybe two, three years ago, but it took 11 years to actually get that diagnosis, um, which is uncalled for, I feel like. Um, at the time, there was not a lot of information on it, or at least how it looked 
on black women. So as a kid, every time I went to the doctor, it's like, hey, I'm getting these abscesses. They're telling me like, oh, it's your fault. Oh, you're shaving. Oh, you're too big. And it's like, no, I'm not shaving. And yeah, I might be, you know, not the typical, you know, size, but what's actually going on with me? And it's not until like I had a massive flare up when um, I saw an African-American um, provider. She was like, I think you have this, but let's go see a surgeon. And I went to go see a surgeon. And in two seconds, this woman told me, yeah, I think you have HS. And that kind of like changed my mind. Like it changed my whole life. Like, okay, finally I have a diagnosis. So I never wanted anybody else to feel the way that I felt, feeling like I was the cause of the issue. Um, I always tell people that health is not a one-size-fit-all type of thing, and we have to get out of that mentality that what we used to see as, like, signs and symptoms are not what it looks like on other communities. So that is what's really pushing me into um, community outreach and epidemiology in minority um, communities, for sure. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit more, just like in a one sentence for health communication purposes, what is HS? Um, hygienitis superlativa is basically when, um, you, your body creates like inverse acne. So, um, typically women get it during like ovulation or about when they're going to get their period. So your body forms painful lumps. Sometimes these lumps turn into abscesses. Um, but sometimes they don't right now. I have like mild is not really too bad. Like I could live with it, but sometimes they're painful. Some people, um, their skin creates tunnels, which is like the abscess is so big that it leaves like a sunken hole in their skin. Um, some people have to go through surgery to take out the whole um, lymph node or whatever infected area it is. Um, thankfully, I'm not there. But um, it's something that is um, more information is, is coming into light day by day. Thank you so much for that. And, you know, we've seen plenty of studies out there, um, I mean, that are done on white skin, right? So how would you be able to identify it on different colors of different shades of skin? Uh, that's it's been a missing crazy piece. crazy because um, when I first got it, of course, I'm on Google and all of it is like severe cases or like you said, on white skin. And I'm like, this is not what it looks like on me. So I don't know. And then a YouTube video popped up. And there was like a famous um, black creator. And I was like, wait, like, although mine don't look that bad, this is how like it's showing. This is how it's presenting. And funny enough, this morning I was on the train and like I was on Spotify and one of the ads popped up and it was an HS ad. And I was like, oh my gosh, because before there was no information on it whatsoever. Like um, throughout my um, MPH career, like I try to, do like research or try to give awareness to HS. So to actually hear and add about it, I'm like, wow, we're like the conversation is happening and like wheels are turning. So it's a it's a good thing to hear. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. I love that. It's so important. I was also mm -hmm. diagnosed with a um, autoimmune. I was diagnosed with a chronic illness um, during my PhD studies. And the thing mm -hmm. is, like when you when you work in the field of public health. Um, people are only talking about hypertension and diabetes and obesity, things like that. And so those are the only chronic diseases people are thinking about, but there are so many. And that, you know, mm -hmm. if, if we could get any kind of health information and education out there for all the other things that people are going through, especially uh, when disparities are involved, I think it's so helpful. It, it will, even if it helps one person, it makes such a difference. 
Yeah, I totally agree. And I feel like the conversation shouldn't start once an outbreak happens. Like, I don't know if you guys have been hearing. Um, like, recently there's like a whole RSV thing going on where not everybody's coming to, um, I work at an urgent care. So everybody's coming here like, yeah, I think my kid has it. Like, I want to get tested. It's like, why was this conversation not happening before? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not when like an outbreak happens for us to like be frantic and, and start having these conversations. Right. We forgot about prevention. We're we're just so behind now. Um, yeah. in, in some cases, we're, we're kind of too late, like with COVID. Um, mm-hmm. Prevention didn't happen. Right. It just didn't. Um, but yeah, we need more reactive, not reactive, more responsive and, um, proactive, uh, work done in public health. So, you know, I think there's plenty of space for more public health to be done. Plenty of space, plenty of need. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, tell us, um, you know, what advice you would have for someone getting involved in public health? And this is a, you know, honoring women of color in public health. So, um, you know, as it relates to, you know, women of color, even um, culture, um, even um, what advice would you give to somebody? I always um, like to say representation is needed. Um, just seeing somebody that looks like you is like, OK, you might know my, my struggles, you know, um, I always go back to the my plate for like diabetes and obesity. When they show you the my plate, it's mm-hmm. all like vegetables and and poultry but why can't we have a my plate that in like resembles other cultures why can't they have like haitian foods or haitian alternatives or hispanic foods or asian foods like um a lot of the people like in new york it's a melting pot they all like you know immigrated or migrated here and it's like we already have to assimilate in other ways and the food is the one thing that we have why can't we incorporate that to have healthy lifestyles, you know? So um, in terms of entering public health, I always tell people, you don't need to have a concrete concentration. I feel like when I was looking into MPH programs, I thought like, oh my God, it's either epi or community health. Um, That first semester, even that first year, look into all the classes. I never thought in my life that I would like policy classes. And now I'm taking like health policy and um, advocacy and something that I actually, like, enjoy. So don't put yourself in this bubble where um, this is what I want to do and, like, not get to experience, like, the other aspects of public health, as well as not being driven by the money. I know that's, like, a whole conversation where people are like, yeah, public health, you got to go into policy. You got to go into health care administration. You got to go into doctors. But there are more to that. There are other parts of the machine that has to work for the machine to actually work as a whole. Any uh, the advice that you had, uh, public health is so broad. It can be health policy. It can be um, so many other things as well. Mm-hmm. So definitely not um, putting yourself in this one window. Definitely going through, um, being open to other aspects of public health and um, also looking at what your community needs. Um like, you know your community. You grew up in your community. See what it lacks and what you can do to change that narrative, for sure. Um, as a woman of color, it's kind of... I feel like we always have the short end of the stick, you know? We always have to fight and compete and stuff like that. But if you see that there's something that you want and there's no, like, organization or there's no um, representation, start it. If you want a women's of public health in Brooklyn, start the group. 
um, reach out to people because one thing I see about this community, as, as soon as you reach out, a lot of people are down. And even people that are not even in the public health community, they're down. It's all about educating because when I tell people I'm getting my MPH, they're like, what's that? And then like when I explain it to them, they're like, oh my God, that's so dope. Like I want to like help you in whatever way. So yeah, mm-hmm. you know, advertising yourself, um, doing what you love, um, and just being the voice for the people or the voice, the little voice that you had in your head as a kid that you just wanted um, to be out there. Just, you know, just be there. That's wonderful. I love that. Thank you so much. How can people connect with you if they have any advice or they want any advice from you? They just want to connect with you and get to know more about you. Where can they connect? Um, email, for sure. You can email. Um, it is christina.charles at downstate.edu. Um, I do have a LinkedIn. It's also my name, Christina Charles. Um, yeah, just hit me up on any socials. Um, I am always down to answer questions. I'm always down to be a ear. If you need to rant about, you know, school or applications or whatever. But definitely um, emails or LinkedIn for sure. All right. Thank you so much for joining us today, Christina. We honor you today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity.